three, two, one. You ready? You're listening to the Real Pineapple Podcast Network. Good evening, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. This is the Real Pineapple. This is your humble host hunter here hope you guys are having a great start to your week so far i've got a review for uh the latest netflix uh original film uh project power which is uh written by uh matson tomlin who go figure and i'll get in this it's their debut uh uh writing credit and then uh, it's directed by henry juiced i'm gonna go with Jost, Juiced, and uh, Ariel uh, Schulman, who went ahead, you you might have seen, so uh, Henry Jost, Jost, whatever, uh, he is the director of the original film uh, Catfish back in 2010, um, also was a director on the third and fourth, shockingly, uh, Paranormal Activity films, and he directed this movie with James Franco and, uh, what's her name, Emma Roberts, called Nerve, which... I never reviewed on the channel proper, but I actually enjoyed Nerve. But he was an executive producer on another film that I really enjoyed, um, but haven't um, reviewed. I might actually review uh, this movie called uh, called White Girl, which if you haven't seen it, it's well worth your time. Uh, as well, uh, and then same thing with uh, Ariel Schumann. They, uh, he was a producer, actor, director on Catfish. And then worked on the uh, third and fourth parental activities uh, as well. So, um, kind of interesting as far as how uh, the cast is set up and the people behind the camera. So, I've already seen a lot of people comparing this to uh, Bright with, uh, you know, of course, starring Will Smith. And I'm just going to get out of the way. We never reviewed Bright, um, but I like this film more personally. So, it's a very simple plot, uh, which... uh, you know, we'll get into here, but essentially, uh, New Orleans is, uh, not ground zero, but it's one of the cities that, um, this corporation is selling this, uh, drug, uh, this drug called, of course, power. And basically this guy just shows up at the beginning of the movie and goes, Hey, go out and sell this, uh, you know, and you keep whatever uh, you make. So obviously, anyone very similar to the end of the first Kingsman where, you know, Samuel Jackson gives everyone free Wi-Fi, And that's something I appreciate about this movie. The people rightfully so go, uh, Hey, why are you just giving us this to go ahead and sell? Like what's the catch? And I appreciate that they didn't have the people just be dumb enough to just go out and sell without asking a few questions. I mean, granted it means nothing, but I appreciate that they at least acknowledge it. So, uh, the film starts off there, and then we go ahead and transition to uh, Robin, who's played by uh, Dominique uh, Fishback, who you've seen stuff here and there. Uh, she's actually going to be in that new film, uh, Judas and the Black Messiah, which I am amped to see that. Uh, but you've known her. Uh, she was on Royal Pains, which I watched a little bit of. So I was like, okay, so she's on Royal Pains. Uh, she was on The Deuce, which I actually really like that show. That's That was on HBO. So I got to say, she is my favorite thing about this movie. And I know I'm going to get some crap for this, but whatever. If you guys have listened to our uh, Birds of Prey 
uh, sorry, Harley Quinn, Birds of Prey. <laughs> if you listen to that review, you know my biggest complaint about that movie was Cassandra Kane and how she just seems so useless and pointless and how she's more of a plot device than a character. Robin is really the main character in this, and she's the one we get the most screen time with. She's the one that's the most fleshed out, and she's the character I enjoyed the most. I thought she was awesome in this, and this really is... Uh, seeing some uh, reviews where people are saying, you know, this is a star making turn for her. It really is like she legitimately comes across like a star, um, you know, queue up when she stars in a Marvel or DC movie. But I think I thought she was excellent here. And uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, so I'm just going to kind of go down the list here. So uh, Frank, played by JGL, um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. And that's the thing I... I, I I, I think people do forget is that Joseph Gordon-Levitt is one of the best actors we have in Hollywood. The fact that he's almost 40, he doesn't look it at all. It's really kind of creepy that he's almost 40, but just going down the line, I mean, I thought Snowden was a great film that didn't get enough praise. Uh, the Night Before has earned its way into my Christmas uh, films rotation. Um, I, I love that. Uh, I love The Walk. I thought The Walk was great. I thought Don John was a lot of fun. Um, Looper is one of my favorite sci-fi films. I mean, I'm just to name a few uh, of his films there. And Jamie Foxx, uh, I mean, what what can you say about Jamie Foxx? Oscar winner. Um, I mean, obviously, you know, uh, actually he was good in Robin Hood. As shitty as Robin Hood is, he's, uh, he's actually really great in that. Um, but, I mean, going down the line, you look at Horrible Bosses, you look at uh, Django, even though I have a very conflicted uh, view on that film. Jamie Foxx is one of the best actors we have, period. And if there is a complaint, Frank and Art, uh, JGL and Jamie Foxx respectively, Frank, he starts off the film with Robin, but for where the film ends up, there is a point where Frank kind of just gets kicked <laughs> almost off screen for about 30 minutes. I was kind of like, or like 20 minutes, I'd say. And to a point where I was like, okay, I'm liking this friendship or this uh, partnership with uh, Art and Robin, but kind of missing Joseph Gordon-Levitt. So when it comes back to him, you know, it, it is kind of a, not jarring, but it is a little like, okay, that's a little, that's a little weird the way you're kind of doing this. So, this is one of those times where I am going to really dance around a, a lot of things. Machine Gun Kelly's in this movie. It's not a spoiler to say he's not there very long. So, if you're a Machine Gun Kelly fan, first off, why? Uh, secondly, if you're expecting to see a lot of him, you're not. And I will say that's where the film really picks up. It's only about 10 minutes in. Jamie Foxx and Machine Gun Kelly have a genuinely badass... Uh, action scene, which, again, if you told me in 2020, Machine Gun Kelly would be having uh, <laughs> a, a fight scene with Jamie Foxx and that I'd enjoy him in it, I'd go, really? That's that's kind of crazy. Uh, one thing about this film is that Art is an asshole, and I really appreciate not just the reason he's an asshole, while it is cliched, and trust me, it is, the fact is this movie doesn't shy away from some things I think would be very uncomfortable, uh, or actually that are very uncomfortable to bring up, it sh it shows, like, kid violence in this. There's a point where Art 
really comes across more of a villain uh, as more of a villain than anything in the way that he treats Robin. There's this scene where he ends up having, he has her uh, in a trunk and that scene was very tense for me. And I was sitting there like, okay, this is actually uh, uncomfortable, which is good because it should be. Um, but of course, you know, they end up working together. One thing I will say too, is that while I mentioned that a lot, of, most of this movie is focused on Robin, there is a scene with her in school and, and I have to blame, I have to blame my, my partner. I have to blame Alea for this because she, he's pointed out to me since she, you know, teaches, she pointed out or has pointed out to me in other films when a teacher does something that's completely against, you know, the law for teacher and how quickly they'd be fired. There is this teacher in her class and it's very clear that she doesn't care about school. I mean, to be fair, she has a lot of shit going on, especially at home, but it's very clear Robin could give a damn about school. And this teacher, because she's texting um, art at a point, he basically goes, I know you don't care about this class even though you're getting a D in here. And I immediately went, well, okay, you can't tell <laughs> a student's grade in front of everyone. Like that's, I know that's, I know that's illegal. And basically the teacher goes, oh, well, what do you think you're going to do? If you're so, you know, if you're so, uh, if you don't want to go and pay attention, then, you know, show me what you're going to do. And so her friend says, oh, she's going to rap. And so inevitably, she goes to rap and just freezes. And so, of course, you're kind of waiting the rest of the movie for her, of course, to rap. And it might be my favorite scene in the film. There is a scene with uh, Robin and Art where they're in a uh, enclosed spot that I won't get into why they're there, but you'll see. And, you know, he kind of checks her and goes, look, like, what are you going to do? Like, how are you going to make your mark? And she raps for him. And... I don't know if Robin or if a Dominique uh, Fishback is a rap, is a rapper, but she has some bars. I mean, even though I'm sure this was written for, her, she she articulates and she goes ahead and presents herself as an MC in the way that it feels like she really is passionate about it and it's what she wants to do. So she really does sell. Um, she does really sell um, Robin's story in that sense, and that's something I really appreciated. Um, another thing I really appreciate about this film, again, it's a Netflix movie, so I thought the effects, though, in particular, looked really great. Um, there's so many different powers here. There's people who can disappear, there's people who can, like, grow limbs, there's people who, uh, turn to ice, and that's a whole scene. But the film d does a really great job of making everything feel as natural as, uh, as real as you would expect it to be. This almost comes across like Heroes the Movie uh, more than uh, Project Power. And that's something, and that's a good thing. And, and I mean like season one of Heroes, not season, you know, like three. But I love the fact that they go ahead and make everything feel real. Secondly, I love the fact that there is so much uh, damage done to people's bodies. Like there's a lot of great body gore. Uh, in this, uh, there's some stuff that won't, that, you know, it, admittedly, I kind of have a strong stomach for stuff like that, but they, they do a great job with some stuff. Like there's, there's a scene where a guy blows up and I went, Oh shit, because the film talks about the fact that, Oh, there are side effects or, Oh, this could be something you get hooked on. And I, 
I appreciate the film in that aspect too, because while bright, obviously, um, with you know people being cruel to like the orcs or whatever the the mythical the mythical creatures in the film, it's very much a uh, metaphor for police brutality. I love the fact that this film, I believe, I mean they say it is, but that this was filmed in New Orleans, and the fact that the movie itself doesn't shy away from that this feels like a new orleans movie um i'm blanking on the film i think it came out in the last year and i'm completely blanking on it where i was more confused that they shot in new orleans and didn't use the city make it feel like it was shot there and this movie does a good job of not beating you over the head with the fact that it's new orleans it's new orleans like there's a couple saints references and uh Admittedly, uh, Frank is wearing a uh, <laughs> Frank is wearing a Saints jersey uh, throughout most of the movie. But honestly, it, it wasn't like beating me over head. It, it didn't feel like some people uh, people complain about Stranger Things. It, it felt very natural, which is something I really appreciated. The one one of the gripes I did have is that <laughs> there's a point where Art is meeting up with Robin. And she asks him, you know, oh, where you want to meet up? And he goes to the usual spot. It's a church. Uh, it's a church. Just chicken, and <laughs> and it is just the the camera focuses on that church's chicken logo. Like they could have had like a wide shot or you know like a shot from far away, but they are like zoomed in on that fucking logo. And I was like, okay, that's 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 a little much, guys. Like we didn't need to do that with this. But uh, but that really is one of my few gripes. Uh, with the film, I think this is very well paced. I was never bored watching this, which is always a you know pleasant surprise. And I would say if you don't like the first hour, I think the back half really rewards you uh, for sticking with it. You get some, you get this really great scene with. Uh, eh, okay, I'll give that spoiler. There's a, there's a scene where uh, Robin is helping Art with something. And it's a it's a very cool scene for them to go ahead and get closer and go ahead and just develop a little bit more uh, a little bit more character. A scene that I thought worked really well. So that was something that was a very pleasant surprise. Also, there is a little PTSD to art, and I won't get into why, but they they just have these little tricks that I that I think work really well for the movie. There is one scene, and this is the last thing I'm probably going to say before I wrap up, but there is one action scene here that I can already tell some people are going to like, some people are going to love, and some people are just going to flat out despise because it's filmed... It's filmed from this view of another person um, who's trapped in something, and I'll, I'll just leave it there. I love the way that's shot because it almost feels it feels as chaotic as the scene is supposed to feel, and I love the way it's shot. Even though I know some people will not, um, there is also one effect of a creature. You you you'll you'll know it when you see it. I thought in X in in theory was cool, but as far as the look of the creature, it, they they could use a little bit more money on the CG for that. That that was something I was kind of like, eh, all right. Um, and then lastly, there is this one fight scene that Frank has with this, uh, again, you'll, it's near the end of the movie. You'll know it when you get there. And it's one of those fight scenes I went, 
oh, it felt like they watched Inception. And, and while, of course, it's the, the scene is not that badass, it's a great action scene. And it really felt like they borrowed a lot from that hallway fight in, 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 in Inception. Good grief, that's a tongue twister. <laughs> that I really that I really enjoyed. Uh, the Like I said, I, I have a couple complaints about this as I've laid out. Uh, the, the biggest one probably is that it is like who the big bad is and everything. They they might as well be a stormtrooper. Like they're just fucking you know faceless essentially. So I would have liked a more developed villain, even if I because it feels like there's you know like multiple villains here. But it would have been nice to have one to kind of have the the dire uh, the you know the anger towards. They kind of give you one, but by the time they're introduced, it's too little, too late. So I was kind of like, ah, all right, I would have liked something a little stronger, uh, a little stronger there, but. I can see some people having uh, having an issue with um, I can see some people having issue with it being so straightforward because there are a couple little twists, but there's nothing like that's gonna make you go like holy shit, what, what? Like there's nothing like that. But I don't think that's a bad thing, honestly. This movie knows what it's gonna, it's supposed to be, what it wants to be. It does leave the potential open for sequel. The biggest crime about this movie is that it's not Extraction or uh, The Old Guard, which I liked more than this. But this is still a solid flick to watch. Uh, it's the number one film on Netflix for a reason, and I think people are liking this. I know the reviews have been mixed, but I uh, I, I enjoyed this. I had fun with this, so I'm going to give this a solid B+. It's something you should check out and really kind of figure out for yourself like what, what, what you think. So, yeah, but I enjoyed this. But... Uh, Guys and girls, have you seen uh, Project Power? Let me know what you thought in the comments below. Uh, you can go ahead and like us on Facebook at The Real Pineapple. You can follow yours truly on the Twitter at JHunterRealPineapple. You can follow Scott on Twitter at Nearman the First, And you can find us on SoundCloud, Apple and Google Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio, and uh, uh, Spotify, pardon me, and uh, now on uh, TuneIn. At the real pineapple. That's R E E L pineapple. Uh, thank you so much for listening. We'll have reviews. Actually, we're gonna have one review up this week. We're gonna have a review up for uh, DC Fandom. That is the only thing I am doing on Saturday outside of playing the last weekend of Avengers uh, game beta. Yay! Uh, but yeah, I'm gonna deep dive into uh, uh, the DC Fandom stuff. I'm gonna probably wake up at eight. And be ready for it. So I will have all of that big recap on that uh, for you guys this weekend. But stay safe out there, everyone. Wear a mask. I know this year is crazy, but we will come out on the other side stronger. Take care of each other, and we will talk to you guys soon. Take care, guys.